You are Locked On Horn Frogs. Your daily podcast on the TCU Horn Frogs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Horn Frogs. Uh, today we have a special edition of the podcast. Here's a conversation I had with Josh Neighbors about the Big 12 baseball tournament and Big 12 over unders from betonline.ag. Hello, everybody. Josh Neighbors here for the Locked On Big 12 podcast. Joining us as he does every week, it is Stephen Simcox from Locked On Horn Frogs. Uh, Stephen, Big 12 baseball tournament is starting, which is very exciting. The field is set. We actually have a game going on right now between Texas Tech and Baylor. And, uh, you know, just kind of a general thought on this is Baylor is down some pitching already, and you just it's going to that loser's bracket makes it so difficult because it just taxes the crap out of your bullpen and your entire pitching staff. It does. Uh, so not an ideal start for Steve Rodriguez's club. Tyler Thomas, who's been their ace for the most of the year, he's been out now. This will be three weeks, I believe, um, due to COVID protocols. They did say they're hopefully going to be back for the NCAA tournament. So that's good. But the problem for Baylor is they probably need to win some games here. Uh, and, at least in the first inning today, Cam Kaylee uh, came in and he threw 50 pitches and only got through one inning. So not a great start um, considering they're already down some pitching depth. But, yeah, Tech's up 4 nothing at the moment. Uh, they've had a few opportunities to kind of break this thing open. Haven't quite done that yet, but it, it does feel like they're they're in control. So that would be a tough loss for, uh, for Baylor, who's squarely on the bubble right now. Yeah, that part of the bracket is number three in the uh, standings, Texas Tech, who are now number – it's funny how baseball rankings work, right? Number three in the Big 12, but they're number five in the country. Yeah. Uh, you know, and TCU is number two in the Big 12. Obviously, got to share the Big 12 championship. And they're number, you know, 15 in the country. They play right. Kansas State. Uh, Texas, number two in the country. They're the number one seed. They play number eight seed West Virginia, who got a really good win yesterday. Uh, you know, in a back-and-forth fun game against, uh, you know, against Kansas in the opening game, the winner-go-home games. They're in right now. Oklahoma State plays Oklahoma, and that's a really compelling game. We think, I mean, the Cowboys should be in, right? They, Oklahoma State should be fine. Oklahoma, they need to win a couple games, and if they can get a win today, that could go a long way to put them in. It could, yeah. Um, Oklahoma State, I think they're, they're pretty squarely in. Wouldn't hurt to get a few dubs if they can, but Oklahoma's a fascinating team. Like, they can really hit the ball. Um, they're another team, though, that pitching depth is an issue. So if they could get in the winner's bracket and give themselves a chance to maybe advance, that would be uh, good for them. And visual tournament's always interesting. You know, sometimes you see um, a team like Texas who looks to be squarely like the best team in the conference right now just blow through it. But uh, more than usual, what happens is a team that really needs like four or five wins and needs to go on a run – um, emerges from from one side of the bracket. So maybe that's Oklahoma. Um, you know, Baylor's not off to a good start today. They're a candidate. I, I think West Virginia's luck's probably going to run out pretty quickly. But there's usually somebody who makes a case uh, and, and says, hey, we, you know, this is the only way we're getting the tourney. So we got to go get the, get the Saturday or Sunday and make a run. Yeah, and I mean, I think right now, you know, Texas playing really good ball coming into this. Uh, they get a a series win over West Virginia, and they're going to play them uh, again today. And obviously, they got that series win against TCU before that. So mm -hmm. you know, they've won what is 
the four of the last six games and two sweeps or two series wins rather against teams that uh, you know they're gonna be are, are in the Big Twelve tournament. And look, you know, uh, for also for for TCU a great shot at revenge, right? I mean that that Kansas State series caught, just cost them an outright Big Twelve title, and they've got a chance to get that one back. And actually. I don't mind them being on that side of the bracket either. It's kind of a, you know, with Texas Tech, I mean, that's your big concern. They're playing great ball right now too. But I feel like TCU, I feel like that side of the bracket is the one actually I'd rather be on. I feel like that side, you know, West Virginia just getting a win. Uh, Texas obviously so good. And then Oklahoma State and Oklahoma are two dangerous teams, it feels like. So I'd rather be on that top side, to be honest, uh, if I was TCU. Yeah, I think uh, the other side of that bracket's really deep as you sort of laid out there, and you know, they'll have a tough matchup day against K-State because Jordan Wicks is actually like a first round, second round potential MLB type pitcher, even though he hasn't been as consistent as people might think this year. Um, but yeah, Texas, they're in a good spot. I think I'd like to see Ty Madden kind of bounce back a little bit this week um, if he ends up pitching significant innings. Ever since he had this blister issue against Texas Tech, he's kind of um, I mean, he's still been good, but he's not been the, the dominant player he was early in the year. And TCU, I don't know, Josh. I don't have um, I don't have any sources, but I'm wondering. Jim Sloshnagel is apparently kind of top of the list for Texas A&M. Their baseball job just came open. Mm. Um, they struck out with Tim Tadlock, who immediately Tech got him. Yeah, they just re-upped him, right? Yeah, lifetime contract. I think. Tim Tadlock can send a gift to Chris Beard and his agent for for leaving town and making sure that it was a priority to, to keep him around. But I, I'm just wondering if there's some sort of distraction going on because um, it's three series losses in a row. They're not playing particularly well at the moment, and they could bounce back in Oklahoma City and, and look like the team they did earlier in the year. But it's just weird timing with these rumors starting and the team kind of suddenly going in the tank as of late. Yeah, what's been the issue for them? I mean, they, they, you know, obviously they end up getting a share of the Big 12 title, but mm-hmm. I mean, if you talked to us two or three weeks ago, you know, we were talking about, it, I mean, it felt like they had a really good chance to lock it up. And you know, even after that Texas series, still had a great opportunity, right? If they took two or three from, from Kansas State, they would have been outright Big 12 champions. But I mean, things have been heading a little bit south. And obviously, you know, the rumors too, you, you don't want that at this time. It's kind of the wrong time for TCU. Yeah, so there's some stuff that I, I'm not – there's there's some things that have happened over the last few weeks that I'm not super worried about. Like, I mean, it was super disappointing, but Saturday, Halen Green, he was he led the Big 12 in saves this year. He gave up seven runs in the ninth inning. I don't – I can't explain it. I don't know why, but he just didn't have it. He got shelled. Um, they probably should have taken him out, but, I mean, he's kind of their dude. So, I, I just – they didn't have anybody working in the pen, and he kind of had to eat that. I think that'll fix itself. The The big overarching issue to me is starting pitching. And, you know, their third starter, who's been Johnny Ray for most of the year, uh, I just think, Josh, he's got, like, the yips. He he came in against K-State, and he faced four batters. He gave up three runs. He gave up two home runs. Um, they took him out the, the rotation the week before against Louisiana Monroe, and they tried to use him in a relief. And he gave up a walk, a double, and another walk, and they had to pull him. So he hasn't recorded an out in a long time. Um, so I, I'm not even sure he'll be available. And then, uh, you know, there are two frontline starters, Russell Smith and Austin Crow. 
they're not going deep in games. Like they've been okay, but they're only going four or five innings. So that puts a lot of stress on your bullpen. Um, if those two guys figure it out, I think they have a chance to still make a run. If, if they don't, then, uh, you know, it kind of all feeds into itself. Because when your starters don't go long, that taxes your bullpen. And they're not hitting the ball like they were early in the season. So it's all kind of culminated at the wrong time. But, yeah, I think starting pitching is, is the big issue that has to be fixed if they're going to make some sort of run. I'm going to wrap things up next. Before I do that, though, let's talk about betonline.ag. And actually, it'll blend in pretty perfectly to our next segment because we're going to do some Big 12 over-unders based on the lines from betonline.ag. So that's out there now. Go to betonline.ag today. Sign up. Use the promo code LOCKEDON to get a 20% sign-up bonus. And uh, start betting on the Big 12. TCU's over-under at 7. Seven wins this year. That's what Vegas is thinking. I think you got to go on the over there. But, you know, make a choice. Over, under, six wins would be super disappointing for this team. BetOnline.ag, Big 12 over, unders. You can start betting on the NFL, MLB every day, NBA playoffs going on every day. Mavs get another big win over the Clippers last night, up 2-0 in that series. That's all on BetOnline.ag.com. All right, uh, let's switch over to football. So using our friends at betonline.ag, we've got some lines here for, uh, for over-under win totals on this season for Big 12 teams. So obviously starting with TCU, uh, they're at right at seven. So I think that's a very interesting line for TCU. Seven, you know, that's kind of where we think they are. I mean, I forgot, last year were they six and four? Was it the record? Six and four, yep. So yeah, I mean, you can kind of parse that out. You, you kind of put it through a full season, right? Add, add a couple more games in there and uh, they probably do end up being around seven and five, maybe even, you know, eight and four, depending on who the opponents are. Now their schedule, they've got Duquesne, Cal and SMU, all of those games and and Texas at home. They start off with four home games. All those games are very winnable. Um, Also, I like the fact that they've got a, they've got a bye week going into the SMU game. That's very helpful for them. Mm-hmm. If they can get three and one in those first four games, I mean, I think there's a good chance they can get to seven or eight because they're at Texas Tech, at Oklahoma, West Virginia, at K-State, Baylor, at Oklahoma State, Kansas. I mean, if you pencil Kansas in as another win, you know, you can find three wins also in conference. Like, I, I'd trend more towards eight just because if you took the over in that situation, um, over seven wins, you know, I think it's – I mean, I think if it hits seven, it's a push, so you're fine. So, I mean, I don't think they lose uh, – I, I, excuse me, I don't think they win any less than seven games, really. I'd go the over here, too. Yeah, six would be, I think, really disappointing for this team. You mentioned the non-conference schedule. Uh, I do feel like they have a good chance to come out with three wins there, even though Cal's going to be a tough game at home. And SMU's gotten better uh, over the past few years. They, they have some tough road trips. I mean, at Iowa State to end the season, uh, they have to go to Stillwater this year. Um, in Norman, to me, the, the flip games for this is you, you got to beat West Virginia at home in case state on the road. I mean, yeah, you're probably going to drop a game to OU. Um, if you can split with Iowa State and Oklahoma State, and that's a huge win for, for the team. But I, I think there's definitely a pathway to eight wins as long as they don't uh, do what they've done, honestly, the last few years, which is drop a silly game to Kansas State or – go and get waxed by Neil Brown in West Virginia. Uh, mm-hmm. But I would, I would go over. This is a team with, with higher expectations than, than seven wins this year. Yeah, I think so. Some of the other ones, too, that are kind of interesting. Baylor, 
is it five and a half? Uh, I don't love Baylor coming into this season. So to be honest, I would go under. Texas Tech is super interesting. They're at over under. Their four wins is is what? So in the over for four? Excuse me, not four. It's um, uh, let's see, Texas Tech, four and a half. So the over is minus one thirty-five. I mean, I don't think Texas Tech will be good this year, but I don't yeah. think they're gonna think they're gonna go four and eight. Like I don't see that. I don't see that happening. No. Uh, in my opinion, I think that'd be difficult to do. I mean, five and seven, sure. I, I think it's very much in play, but four and eight, things would really have to go south for Texas Tech for that to happen. I agree with you. I would. I think that's a good good value there going the over. I mean, Tech's gonna string together a few wins in non-conference, and then I mean, they generally upset somebody in conference play. Um, you got that game against Kansas. It's a must-win season for Matt Wells, so I, I feel like to go over. And, yeah, Baylor's super fascinating to me. I think Dave Aranda's a good coach. Um, it obviously didn't go well last season, and I know COVID was a big part of that. I feel like that defense is going to be really good, but I just know so little about Jacob Zeno or Gary Bohannon, whoever's going to start right. their quarterback. So I, I have a lot of questions about them at this point. Yeah, I feel like Tyler Shuck can get you five wins. You play Houston, Stephen F. Austin, FIU – at Texas, at West Virginia, TCU at home, at Kansas, Kansas State, they get uh, – they're on the road against Baylor. I mean, if they can, you know, knock off one of, of Iowa State or Oklahoma, um, you know, I mean, if they, and I, it's very, very possible that they, they're able to go. I mean, if they sweep the non-conference. I know Texas – or Houston can be decent, but they, they haven't been that good recently. I mean, if they can yeah. go 3-0 in non-conference and knock right. off KU – all they need to do is get one more win in the conference to hit five wins, which is – look, like, they'll, they'll win one of those games. They'll, they'll win a conference game just because of the nature of how they play. You know, mm -hmm. the offense, I mean, some team will get caught in a shootout with them, and they'll beat them. They always do it. It always happens like that. Yeah, as long as they take care of Houston, I think you're, you're sitting really well with that over bet because BKU and then you get one, which, as, as you kind of laid out there, they always do. Yeah, which – once again, like the, the game last year I would point to as a good uh, kind of example of this is, the, is that West Virginia game, kind of a game we feel like they've got no business winning, but they end up winning. Yeah, um, somehow. Yeah. And then also, they also beat um, – well, they, they should have beat Texas last year, which was – I mean, that was the game. And they took Oklahoma State to the wire. Well, right. it, it ended up being like a two-score game, but it was yeah. close for, for the majority of it. And on the, other, on the other hand, I guess they played Houston Baptist very close and, and played Kansas close too. So I guess there's the other side of the coin. Um, and the other teams, Texas is eight. So it's hilarious because that feels about right. But also if you look at their odds to win the champion, the big 12 championship, they have the second best odds. So and that just shows you how Vegas works, right? It, on the same website, betonline.ag, the odds for Texas to win the conference are the second best, right? But in terms of over-under win total, Iowa State's positioned actually higher than, than, uh, than Texas is. So kind of reconciling those two things is weird, right? I mean, if, if Vegas thinks they might be an eight-win team, uh, why are you putting the odds that high for the championship? It's because they think dumb Texas fans will bet on it because it's Texas. But it's interesting, right? I, I feel like eight wins is accurate. Like, this is where Vegas is, is right on, I think. Eight wins, considering all the questions they have. They do have some talent left. Um, but – you know, I, I think with Bijan Robinson and whoever plays quarterback should be able to do decent enough with that offense. Eight wins feels very plausible. Kind of right on the money, honestly. Yeah, it sounds dead on to me. I think they'll drop a few games this year that leave you scratching your head because 
Sark's in his first season. And I think Sark's a good head coach. But there will be some yeah. growing pains there. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Bajan Robinson, great running back. If it ends up being Casey Thompson, he showed some promise against Colorado. And I, I kind of get where Vegas is going. Texas does always feel like a team that's either going to win eight games or win a conference title, and there's really no in-between no in between with those guys. Yeah, they, they've got Arkansas and ULL in the first two games. I mean, I don't think they win both, you know, especially they're playing in Fayetteville. And ULL is returning everybody on that team. Uh, you know, they, you know, they get Texas Tech in Austin. They're on the road against DCU, obviously Red River, you know, Oklahoma State's going to be a close game probably. And, you know, they're play in Ames. So I think if I were to go one way with this, I would go with the under just because I feel like they're going to win. I mean, at best, I think they're an eight win team because of how hard their schedule is. So, and I don't think it's an, once again, like I'm with you about Sark. I love the hire, but you know, if you're evaluating this guy when he comes in and, and he's a great offensive mind, but he's inheriting the quarterback situation, that's not how you evaluate him. It's not how it works. It's not fair. I know Texas fans will do that, and it's going to be unfair and stupid if they win seven games, people get mad. But uh, that's more likely to me, and I, I don't think there's anything Sark can do to necessarily change that. I forgot about the Arkansas game, and two or three years ago, that's an easy dub. But right, you know, Sam Pittman's got that thing turned around, and – Chad Morris is coaching at Allen High School right now. So, yeah. that is a tough schedule for uh, for the Horns. And eight does feel like sort of the perfect number for them. Yeah. Also, Oklahoma – so, Oklahoma is interesting because they're at 11 and a half. Now, I don't know – I think this is counting – this might be counting bowl games. I forget if it is or not. Um, Oklahoma's at 11, over, over under 11 wins. Oh, excuse me. It's regular season wins. So, okay. 11 to me, you know – I mean, it's it's. I think they win eleven games. Like that's kind of where I'm at. I think they went right on eleven games. I mean, I would not bet on them to go undefeated. Um, I think they ultimately split with Iowa State. And some, I mean, the idea that they're going to beat Iowa State twice is daunting. Now they might not, not have to do the regular season, you know, obviously. But I think eleven and one is where I'm going, just because it, it, you can trip up, and that's okay. I think a twelve and one Oklahoma team can still get in the playoff. You know, no problem. Yeah, I'd have to go under there. I just can't. I mean, I, other than maybe like Alabama, I can't really bet on anybody being undefeated. Um, right. You're probably going to trip up somewhere, whether it's Iowa State or Red River. I mean, they've lost a few of those games in the mm -hmm. past five years. Um, it's just difficult. And I really like OU. I'm not – I'd love it for the Big 12. I hope that they're as good as everybody says they are because I'm starting to see like Oklahoma National Championship – gaining steam but they just look so like in the playoff they've looked so overmatched at times um I, I can't say in good faith they're gonna go undefeated Oklahoma State's is seven and a half which I find to be I mean that one Missouri State Tulsa at Boise for your non-conference and at Boise obviously is gonna be a challenge but Boise's not old Boise at this point in time they get both Kansas State and Baylor at Boone Pickens before they go on the road to uh, Texas and Iowa State. I mean, I think this team could definitely get eight wins. I, I know they lost a lot last year, but I'm kind of on the over for this. I mean, the teams that I feel under about are Baylor, Texas Tech, um, you know, Texas. This is a team in Oklahoma State, I feel like, because there was such high expectations this year, or last year, rather, yeah. the pressure's off a little bit. And right. we see this all the time in sports. It's like the year where you don't expect it, where that, you know, that happens. You know, the Lightning win in a COVID year. They should have won a bunch. Capitals win, you know, after getting beat a thousand times, and it feels like they're done. 
you know, uh, the Dodgers just finally randomly get over the hump in a, in a COVID year type situation. This stuff, Washington Nationals, Bryce Harper leaves, they win a world championship. Stuff, it's, it's, it's funny how it works, right? And this would be the season to me where it's like, all right, expectations were high last year, things didn't work out. And this season's like, oh, well, Oklahoma State should be good. They win nine games. Everybody's like, oh, wow, that's really impressive. And I think it's more likely to go that way. I think they're the I think they're the third best team in the conference this year, right behind. I don't think it's Texas. I think it's Iowa State, Oklahoma. I think Oklahoma State's that next tier. As much as I don't trust Spencer Sanders, I can't really go the under there. I mean, I just – yeah, I think Oklahoma State with low expectations is a good recipe. And Mike Gundy sort of feels like they're getting tired of him this seems like the time that he would turn it on and win nine games. And then he'll probably interview with, you know, Missouri or somebody and, and make her by Matt again. But um, this, this does feel like bounce back year. That defense was really good last year. And I know they lost a lot on offense. That's a ton of production you're returning. Oklahoma State always scores though. I mean, they find ways to, to put up points. I'm not super worried about them um, being able to, to get in the end zone this year.